or machine or something with the Bible on. So I'm going to read from just one verse to start with, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, which says these words, So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. Do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. And just a little personal background to this, just after last week when uh, I was sharing about the, the test of faith and, and, and the fight of faith, uh, I was reading through these, uh, these passages and just thinking more about it. And I wrote down in my notebook this exact verse, Hebrews 10.35, do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. So in that, there's, there's a command and a promise. Don't do something because keeping hold of it will be rewarded. And um, that same day, just to sort of underline, I think, the importance of this verse to us, Enid said she'd been praying for us, and she texted me this exact verse, do not throw away your confidence, it's, it will be richly rewarded. So when I wrote it down and then Enid texted to me, I kind of underlined it and really took, took note that God was uh, speaking uh, to, to me and to us about the importance of, of holding on to uh, our confidence in the Lord. And, and this word confidence it used here, um, elsewhere it's, it's, it's used the word boldness. Uh, it could be openness or even freedom. Don't throw away your freedom in the Lord. Don't throw away your boldness, your, your openness, um, because it will be richly rewarded. And so, this isn't self-confidence. This isn't sort of belief that you can do it. This is, this is confidence in, as the, the rest of the passage will explain in a minute, this is confidence in, in the Lord and, and, and God's purpose and will and uh, hand upon your life, e even in, in the sense of a difficulty. Um, you might say, don't give up. Don't, don't, surrender um uh, don't capitulate because you, you know god is with you and and will will stand with you and will reward uh, what you're doing and and how you're doing it um and it's not a confidence that that is there when everything is well as you'll just see from the previous few verses um and and shatters when things are not well no it's a confidence that stands in the midst of challenge and it's the confidence that um, keeps its eyes on uh, on the Lord and, and his ability to reward in the, by, by reward I mean his ability um, to present himself to be himself the reward uh, in the midst of the difficulty so that's the challenge don't throw it away don't give up up. don't take your eyes off of the lord uh, because it's as though he's so present that 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 boldness that confidence that freedom will carry you through because it's a genuine faith in god so is that a sort of is that a sort of clear bit as an introduction now if i if i could just go back uh the, the previous um what is it? It's, it's just three, three verses. And he explains to them what, what they were like. 
So he tells them in verse 32, remember those earlier days after you received the light, when you stood your ground in a great contest in the face of suffering. So when they first became Christians, that there was a great contest, you know, and they stood their ground in the, in the face of suffering. And, and that's reminiscent, isn't it, of, of, you know, Ephesians 6, where it tells us to put on the armor of God and having done everything to stand. So there's, there's a great power, if you will, in, in standing in a place that, that, that God has put you in. And he says, sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You sympathized with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. So don't throw away your confidence. It's like you knew you had something more. You knew you had something better. You knew that this contest was because you had put your faith in Jesus. You knew that you'd received the light. You'd been enlightened. So don't throw that away. Don't throw away that, that truth that you received into your heart, that, that freedom that you had to hold everything lightly in, in, in the sense of, of, of who God has shown himself to be, that everything is less important than that receiving of, of um, that truth into your life. And it's, it's really sort of rekindling that, um, that joy uh, and that sense of, uh, expectation that that you that you were standing side by side with what God was doing, so don't throw that away. And and I think sort in the current situation, you you know it, it's you know we've just gone back, haven't we, into in, into a kind of lockdown mark two, and and, and plans are being uh, you know and hopes and 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 it looks as though. Uh, everything's going to slow down again. Um, but the encouragement for us is 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 to keep our keep our confidence in the Lord and and, and um, keep our eyes on Jesus and, and and let that faith and that and that hope and that courage um, really stay in our hearts. That whatever's going on around us, um, we do have a relationship with the living God. So I was just thinking, you know, what does it look like to throw away your confidence? What, what, what does that mean? It means thinking it wasn't worthwhile. It means um, you, you've kind of lost the value of, of, of that joy of putting God first and, 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 and all of those things. And, and he's saying, you know, don't let that go because it's so precious. It's so important. And it will, it will be richly rewarded. Um, so he's encouraging them not to take their eyes off the Lord, um, but to encourage themselves and to encourage other people. So going back slightly further up the chapter, um, he tells them the basis of this confidence in, in verse 19. And he says, therefore, brothers, and it's the same word, since we have this confidence, this, this boldness, to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened up for us through the curtain, the veil, that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God 
with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another all the more as you see the day, that's the day of the Lord approaching. So that's a real admonition, isn't it? Because um, it's because of the blood of Jesus that we have confidence to be in God's presence. And we have this, this living great high priest over the house of God, watching over our lives, interceding for us, uh, encouraging us to draw near to God. So I just wanted just to think about these things, about um, how do we encourage ourselves? How do we encourage each other? Um, as it says there, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised his favor. Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And I'm, I'm just gonna just ask Joy to share a little bit now because as we've been thinking about this, we've been thinking also about, you know, the journey that God takes us on and how Peter was so full of self-confidence uh, as Christ was told them that he was going to die, that um, Peter said, you know, I'm not going to let this happen to you. Um, you know, others may leave you, but, but not me. I, I'm going to be there. I'm going to see you stand by you. I'm going to, you know, whatever other, anybody else does, you know, I'm never going to let you down. And, and you know the story from there, but um, Joy's been sharing some insight on that. So I'm just going to ask her to, to share that with us. Yeah, the story is Jesus having the last supper with his disciples and he's just announced that one of them is going to betray him. And they're asking each other who it is. Um, and they're also wondering who's the greatest in God's kingdom. And Jesus just turns to Simon Peter at the table and he says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have returned, turned back, strengthen your brothers. And through the trial that we're experiencing at the moment, I have felt like my whole being is being sift sifted like wheat it feels like every atom in my being is like dust or flour um there's no right and there's no wrong there is it's just a time to trust god and he's the one that knows where up is where down is if you can imagine this cloud of dust 
Um, it's a bit like being a caterpillar inside the chrysalis. Every part of the being of the chrysalis, the caterpillar is, is changed and he's totally something new and he comes out. Um, this trial is just like this sifting. And I think every one of us has to go through this experience at some point, maybe not so dramatically as Peter, because Peter was a very loud character. He did things, he was impulsive and he was visible all the time. So he had this very strong trial as it were, but I think everyone's got to have their heart revealed to them that they cannot do this thing on their in their own strength. It, it isn't because I'm right that I'm a good Christian. I am totally dependent on God for my salvation. And I think this sifting is a, a God examining our hearts, examining every atom of our being. But it's very encouraging because Jesus is praying for us. I mean, what, what can you have more than that? Jesus is praying for us and that our faith will not fail. And that when we turn back again, it's, it, we're instructed to strengthen the brothers. So we're in, we can, out of this trial, be strong enough to strengthen each other. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Joy. So just this thought of, of Jesus is praying for you. It, it says, um, we have a great high priest over the house of God. I, I don't know what that expression means to you, but um, it gives me a lot of assurance that uh, we have a great priest over the house of God. Um, Actually, there's a book over there. Would you mind getting it for me? There's a, there's a book, there's just a quote from Charles Spurgeon. I'd, I'd love just to read to you about uh, the battle being the Lord's. Um, yeah. So this was written in, in the 1800s. Um, and it kind of resonates with me quite a lot. Um, yeah. He, he says... Uh, the Savior is by his spirit still on earth. Let that cheer us. He is ever in the midst of the fight, and therefore the battle is not doubtful. And as the conflict rages, what a sweet satisfaction it is to know that the Lord Jesus in his office as our great intercessor is prevently pleading for his people. O oh, anxious gazer, look not so much at the battle below, for there you will be enshrouded in smoke and amazed with the garments rolled in blood. But lift your eyes yonder where the Savior lives and pleads. For while he intercedes, the cause of God is safe. And then he concludes it by saying, let us fight as if it all depended on us. But let us look up and know that all depends on him. Let us fight as if it all depends on us, but let us look up and know that it all depends on him. And there's this great high priest over the house of God. And uh, that's what Joy was saying that, you know, I have prayed for you, that, 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 that Jesus as the great intercessor, as the great uh, one who's leading the fight, 
uh, is over the house of God. He's over you. He's, he's watching over. He, he, he is the victor. Uh, he has risen from the dead. Um, therefore, it says we, we have confidence, uh, dot, 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 because we have a great high priest over the house of God. Isn't that wonderful? It's not depending on us. And surely it didn't depend on Peter. It absolutely didn't depend on Peter because he absolutely messed up. But Jesus said, I prayed for you that after you have turned, strengthen your brethren. And, and that's the same for us. You know, whatever we're going through, it, it's really for the purpose for us, but also to strengthen each other and to encourage each other. And that says we have confidence because of the blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus speaks of the victory and, and, and accomplish the victory. And therefore that gives us this confidence and boldness to enter the throne of grace. But then he goes on to say, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another, which is the point of Joy's story, one of the points of after you have turned strength in your brethren. Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Can you imagine that sort of first century church? <laughs> Nothing new under the sun is there. First century church got in the habit of not meeting together. Um, but let's not get into that habit. But let's encourage one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. So that, that's simply what I'm saying is, is our, our confidence. Um, keep hold of it. Don't let it go because it's going to be greatly rewarded. And consider how, in view of the fact we've got this great high priest over the house of God, and because of the blood of Jesus, we may spur one another, encourage one another. So what I would love you to do um, is something very simple, in, just in groups, if you can bear with me doing that. Uh, and and there's, there's just one thing I want you to just think about and we'll just pray about it. But then I just want you to share it with each other. I just, this is my simple question is who or what inspires your confidence and faith in God? Who or what inspires your confidence and faith in God? I just want you to think about that. And then I want you to not take too long, but just take about a minute and a half each and just say to the rest of your group this is what inspires me or gives me confidence to have faith in god whatever's going on because by doing that we will be encouraging one another all the more as we see the day drawing near by doing that we will be spurring one another on to love and to good deeds and the scripture tells us consider how we can do that and i've just considered the way we can do that is by just thinking of one thing one testimony whatever one inspirational person or event that we look back on or we look ahead to and we see that always inspires me that always encourages me is that is that okay <laughs> not <laughs> and just by you thinking about it that will inspire and encourage you 
It could be the fact that Jesus is the great high priest over the house of God. It could be the fact that some aspect of his character or nature or whatever, or it could be an inspirational person or even something you've read, whatever it is, something that inspires you. Um, because faith is, is living the life, isn't it? Faith is um, living this life that we've been given to live and, and keeping going and keeping our eyes on the Lord and walking with each other and praying for each other. Uh, because it's not about us crossing the line on our own, really. It's about us crossing the line together. That's the call of God really upon us as church is to, is, is to press on together. And if you read this scripture, it's all about togetherness, isn't it? It, it talks about, um, the people of God standing together, encouraging each other. Um, and Hebrews is this amazing book that talks about let us. I think there's about seven or eight times it says, let us, let us not give up meeting together. Let us consider how we spur one another. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope. So our faith, although it's an individual and personal faith, is very much expressed together and, and corporately. So if we could do that for 15 minutes, that would be wonderful. Thank you, John. <laughs>